it's important I think to get the right people in your corner to understand that there are experts who do these things every day and they will always deliver a better result for you because even if you have some of the experience to do bits and pieces of it you'll always run out of time. There's so much to think about when you're running your own business. From day to day, you could be managing accounts, you could be chasing new customers, any number of small details that crowd your to-do list before you even start thinking about making content for people that they now expect to feed all of those content-hungry platforms and boost your SEO. I'm Andy Leroy. Elevating. Elevating. Elevating experts. Beck McCohen is the content manager for Women's Network Australia, and Welcome Change Media has proudly come on board with WNA as media partner. When we first met Cheryl Gray, the CEO from Women's Network Australia, she told us about their members' keen interest in having a podcast to complement the great content and events WNA were already providing. But no matter how much they intended to focus getting the podcast up and running, other priorities and a need to learn more skills kept pushing that project right down the priority list. I had a chat to Beck about their podcast journey and how their podcast, Trailblazers, is now a growing success, giving them benefits in areas they hadn't even imagined. This day and age, everyone's got a podcast, right? So I think there are several thousand podcasts out there in the ether which are still active. There are many more that aren't, but it's one of those things that kind of people stop and start. So before you actually experienced this process with Trailblazers, what was your impression of the value that a podcast might bring to a business? It's so funny you should start with that, Andy, because I've been involved in my own stop-start process. Um, (laughs) So before we started the Trailblazers process through our other business, we had decided a podcast would be a great way to not only communicate with our clients, but with potential clients and also share information we had about marketing and communication, public relations, things like that. And we came up with that because we understood the value of a podcast, the fact that it was something you could, you know, noise you could fill your ears with when you either needed something or you just wanted to have some noise in the background, but learn something in the same time, some Mm. sort of unconscious learning. So we and I understood the value of that. But what I very quickly learned was the amount of time involved in not only discovering who we would talk to during podcast episodes, what the format would look like, but then also trying to navigate on our own how to list that on multiple platforms and what those platforms even were. So we came at it you know, from a very naive perspective back then, which I guess gave me a little perspective on the importance of going into Women's Network Australia Trailblazers and knowing there was no way I could do it on my own or that Cheryl and I could do it together. We needed support from people who understood what it was about, how to do it, how to produce it and be able to deliver it in a way that was professional and really delivered what we knew our members were asking for. Hence, Welcome Change Media. We're incredibly grateful for that support. Hello, happy to help. (laughs) Can you talk me through some of the, I guess, earlier tips that you might have actually had along the way in trying to launch a podcast before we happen to trip along your pathway? Yeah, I guess initially for Trailblazers, long before it was Trailblazers, it was trying to find out what the members of Women's Network Australia wanted from us 
from where they wanted to get advice from to run their small businesses. And loud and clear, we heard from the members that a podcast was of great value to them. And obviously, we agreed. (laughs) But, you know, having that past experience and thinking about the time involved, we were like, oh, can we deliver this? So it was something, to be honest, we put on the back burner to begin with. We very much understood that's what people wanted. And we understood that the content that would come from a podcast could keep us going for months, years. But it really became about this is the time and it needed to happen. And we had so many great ideas. We had people lined up who we thought, these will be so great. This will be an awesome conversation and knew that we had put the work into establishing the other platforms. So over sort of the six months before we really got going on the podcast, we had really put time into our social media platforms. We had put time into establishing our LinkedIn and Facebook groups and, and really having great conversations going with the members and with others. It's and all about that connection, isn't it? It's all yeah. About to engage with people, not just exactly them and say we're talking at you, but it's actually trying to engage people in a conversation. That's right. And I think, to be honest, that might have been one of the things that sort of held us back a little was we really enjoy and I personally thrive off the energy of other people. Mm. So being in a room with someone or having a conversation really uplifts me and motivates and inspires me. And sitting in a room talking to yourself at a microphone didn't really seem very inspiring. Oh, I don't know. People make a living out of it. And they do. Oh, my gosh, they do. And and that's an amazing. But for yeah, me, but I just know. thought, oh, how am I going to, I don't know, how, how do I do that? But once you can change your perspective on that thinking, it's not, well, initially it might be you in a room having a conversation with a microphone or even having a conversation over Zoom or another platform. It's about what that ultimately delivers. So thinking about it coming the other way and saying, what as a user am I hearing from the podcast? What would I get out of it? If I'm running a small business and I listen to these conversations, do I go away thinking, awesome, that's really pumped me up for the day. And as a result, I'm going to take these three actions, which are going to move my business forward, which is really what drove us forward. What it's all about. And Women's Network Australia, the name says it all. It's a network, essentially. Mm. How do you think that a podcast actually fits in with the ethos of networking and connection. I think it fits perfectly because what we're doing in these podcast episodes is having conversations, having conversations with women who have blazed the trail, who have either run their own businesses or worked in businesses and really helped drive them. They're conversations that are genuine and just like, they sound like we're just having a chat. So some of that, sometimes I go to these um, business networking meetings and no offense to the people that organize them, but sometimes mm. they can be a bit rigid. Absolutely. Like you're at a distance from something, but exactly, there's a real warmth to being able to have somebody in your ear having a conversation, I think. There is. And really, Women's Network Australia is about that. You know, it's not about coming along with your scripted elevator pitch and standing up and sharing that nervously with the group because we can all do that. We can all rehearse what we want to say and talk about our business that way. But what we really want to share is the passion that people have for these businesses and tell me why you started it and what problem are you really trying to solve and where are you looking to go in the next five years? And that's the kind of stuff you don't get from a scripted 
elevator pitch at those sort of rigid meetings. So really that's, we wanted the podcast to emulate what it would be like to be at a women's network event. It's about having genuine warm conversations and forming real connections with people that don't just say, here's my business card and come and buy something from me, but also here's what I can offer you as a person. And I'd love to connect you with my friend who's thinking about starting a business or my sister who's looking for the perfect place to get earrings for her gala coming up. So really genuine conversations. Beck, one thing that struck me while you were talking about that so passionately was that the thing about it is you're able to access people's passion. What is it that you're passionate about in the role that you do at Women's Network? I love being able to just share with everyone. So I have a really unique perspective being the content manager to be able to pull apart everyone's stories. There's, you know, our story as a network, there's the stories of each and every member and also the people that those members service in the community whether they're a small business, whether they're an ASX listed company or a not-for-profit, they all have networks beyond them that they're sharing with. And my role really gives me access to all of that. So I get to have the most fun just pulling apart bits and pieces of that and being able to tell those stories to our members in the broader community. It's kind of like you get paid to have all the fun and do all the fun stuff and connect with people and read their stories absolutely. and backgrounds. And- <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I absolutely have the most fun job. It's one where like, I also feel incredibly grateful that people are comfortable putting those stories in my hands mm. and and knowing that they have the trust in me to share them in a way that portrays the story genuinely. I'm not trying to make things more than what they are or tell them in a way that pumps us all up, but just in a way that allows people to say, oh, I'd really like to connect with that person. They sound like a great person I'd love to have coffee with. I think that's one of the great things about podcasting in this medium that's actually so new and still growing is that Mm. if you look at traditional media platforms like radio and TV, they've got a limited time to tell a story and Mm. it's word economy and it's being able to get to the point quickly and not that you want to sit there for three hours until somebody winds up and beats around the bush, but you actually Mm. do want to connect with people. But one of the risks I think that is inherent with that sort of approach is that there is that risk of being misquoted or being misunderstood. Mm. And I think one of the strengths of this medium is that not only do you have the time available to you to have those conversations and let people actually say what they actually mean so it's authentic, but you've got the ability then to back that up with a transcript. So then you've got Mm. basically a representation there if people are sort of wanting to go back and actually really think about what that person has said. It's right there for them. Absolutely. And how good is a transcript? That <laughs> the, the amount of content that I can pull from one transcript is unbelievable. And again, it allows us to, to tell the story. I mean, a, a lot of us love listening to podcasts, but if we don't love listening, we might love to read. So being able to have that there and still be part of, still feel part of the conversation is amazing. And it also allows me to look at a transcript of a, you know, 30-minute podcast and go, okay, what can I do with this? So I can pull it apart into one blog that might be, you know, of the four top tips that came out of this podcast. It could be a number of different social media posts with quotes in them from the host or the speaker or just 
again, those sort of tips or really quality information that comes out of it. I could probably write five or six blogs from one podcast. It provides so much value beyond just that one recording. I think, um, and not to to toot our own flute here, but (laughs) (laughs) go for it. One thing I do hear from business owners is that the thing they struggle with is thinking of enough content for their SEO. Mm. What's been your experience with, well, you've had one episode so far of Trailblazers to to play with that's been released. Number two is out today as we record this. Mm. So what's been your experience from then until now in the SEO stakes? Well, I certainly can't say I've had a lack of content to work with. (laughs) If I had um, another, you know, 10 hours in every day, I could just go on forever. I think the important part for me from the Trailblazers podcast is that because the content is so genuine, because we're having conversations that are relevant to the members constantly, it's all there. It continues to be relevant. All of our keywords are there. The keywords are in the transcript. They're in the blogs we produce as a result. They're in the social media posts without us really having to work for it. And Google loves that. It's all relevant. Absolutely. Absolutely. And look, we, in terms of SEO, we're really working to get as much as we can on LinkedIn because we know Google loves that. As you know, I'm looking also to position it on YouTube because we know Google loves that. We're just looking at what are the opportunities that exist for that content without us just taking over the platforms that our members are using. We don't want them to feel overwhelmed or feel that there's too much there, but making sure that we can use the content in different ways on different platforms so that the interest remains. And as we continue releasing new episodes, the interest is there for people to go back and listen to what comes up. You know, one of the things that that struck me is we started to kind of tinker with our own content because, as you're aware, we make Reframe of Mind as our mental health podcast. Mm. And again, like the number of articles and opportunities for content that come out of that are just immense with the people that we speak to and the different angles we can take from, you know, other people's perspectives and our perspectives and it it goes on and on. But the beautiful thing about it is that the content is evergreen, that it's never going to expire. Exactly. Exactly. The evergreen content is amazing for us as a business and it just provides so many opportunities for us to put that out there, to know that we could schedule the evergreen content to to go on as much as we need it to and continue to provide the advice that members are seeking from us without us having to work for it every time. You know, working with content, I'm regularly saying to my clients, if you've written a social media post one year about World Environment Day, why every year are you going and trying to recreate that content? Mm. It's already there. You already have it. Maybe you use a different image to go along with it or you very slightly tweak your words, but it's not something you have to continue doing over and over and over because that just takes time that, let's be honest, none of us have. And, you know, as you pointed out earlier in the interview as well, you you had about five or six pieces of content that you could easily have got out of that one episode. So Mm. World Environment Day is one day a year. That's exactly five years that you actually get to milk that episode for content. (laughs) 
exactly. <laughs> exactly. To be able to keep linking back to it, to keep saying, hey, don't forget, we've got this podcast over here. You might want to go and listen to episode one where Cheryl talks about, you know, four great tips on how to be an awesome networker. That content will always remain relevant because we will always need to network in order to grow businesses. And that's not likely to change anytime soon. Yeah, I love also that she's spoken to the Women's Network Trailblazer herself, Lynette Palmer AM. And the conversation that I heard between the two of them was really insightful because Lynette started Women's Network right back in the 1990s when there was still so much to be fought for and there still is mm. on the grounds of equity. But um, she was right there at the, the leading edge at the time and creating the network that you've got now mm. from nothing. Absolutely. And, I mean, what a time for Lynette and her co-workers and colleagues to push for that. I mean, it was not frowned upon, I guess, but it, it was completely out of the norm at that point in time for them to even try to do something like that. And what I loved most about the episode with Lynette and Cheryl chatting was so much has changed but so much remains the same. We're still having so many of the same conversations. We've maybe moved forward a little bit. In some areas, we've maybe gone back a little bit, but we know that over more than 30 years, we've definitely advanced because of trailblazers like Lynette. And we, you know, the network definitely wouldn't be what it is today without the amazing work that she did for 27 years. But we have to, I guess, look to the future and think about what our members need now. And while definitely some of those conversations we're still having, we're talk still talking about procurement policies for women-owned businesses. We're still talking about equality for pay for women. We're still pushing to put an end to things like domestic violence mm. but we're also looking at the incredible opportunities we have ahead of us you know we're based in brisbane we've got the olympics coming in 2032 how can we use that opportunity how can we talk to government and how can we rally our members to really push and take advantage of opportunities like that and the network membership really gives us the opportunity to to put some weight behind those conversations yeah totally women's network australia is all about amplifying the voices of women in business and i think to me you know podcasting is the next step that you've taken there to amplify that amplification because with all of those lifelines now that you've got in the different types of content that message can get out to a far greater audience in lots of different niche ways i think Definitely. And I think what we're learning already from sort of week two of the podcast is our members are loving listening to it. But we've also got a lot of people from outside the network who are connecting with us as a result of that new medium that, that we're working in. Yeah. Excellent. So it's been a really definitely a new process for us, but one that we're loving being involved in because what is important to us and to our members is to continue providing new opportunities. And we, we need to continue bringing in fresh faces and fresh perspectives in order to do that. And the podcast is certainly already providing us with those opportunities. That's amazing. I was going to ask you what the thing that has struck you most about this whole experience so far, would that be it? Or is there something else that's really stood out to you? That would certainly be one of them to me. I think secondly is really how much it's encouraged people to share content that maybe they wouldn't normally. So, you know, we post a lot on social media. We share a lot of information about upcoming events. We also talk generally about 
advice for women who are running small businesses or or working in small businesses. Often people take advantage of that and, and read it and maybe take it on board, but they don't necessarily share our posts or take it any further than that. What we've definitely found with the podcast is that people have shared it with their own networks and they've felt, I guess, listened to and and, and heard that that was the type of content they wanted. That's what we've delivered for them. And they're clearly enamoured with what's being delivered. So we're incredibly grateful for that. That's wonderful to hear. It's like a networking of the network of the network. It is. <laughs> it really is. I mean, and that's, that's ultimately what it's about. And working in social media, you know, sometimes I'm so gratified when you see the communities that you form on these social networking platforms. Sometimes it's really disheartening and you just want to turn your phone off and pretend you didn't see the things you've seen. Mm. But this has certainly been a really positive experience where we've definitely seen people getting behind it and appreciating the content and wanting to share it with others. I just wanted to ask, I guess, on a final note there for for anyone who might be thinking about doing their own podcast, what's mm. the thing that you would recommend for them as they're kind of starting to think about starting that process? Most importantly, I think don't try to go it alone. It's really, even if you have the experience or you know how to do production, which I most certainly don't, um, it's important, I think, to get the right people in your corner to understand that there are experts who do these things every day and they will always deliver a better result for you because even if you have some of the experience to do bits and pieces of it, you'll always run out of time and Definitely. something Guaranteed. something will <laughs> absolutely and something will fall down and whether that be you're trying to pump out an episode in time and so you don't put as much effort into the production or you run out of time so you get someone to type up the transcription but you don't have time to proofread it those kind of things are really important when you're trying to put together something that is professional that you want people to connect with and that you want to use as a content platform going forward. I really appreciate those those words of praise you've given us as well because it means a lot for us to know that we've been able to deliver something that has actually so early on giving you so many benefits. Definitely. And and the initial feedback we got from everyone, even when we first shared just the trailer for the podcast was, wow, how professional. It really sounds like you've gone above and beyond to make it sound great. And and that's really important for us because- that's what we do. Absolutely. And, and the last thing we would want is to hype people up about creating something and then either not feel proud about it ourselves or know that when they listen to it, they're going to- understand where we cut costs or didn't quite put effort into something so that professional element was really important to us while i have the floor i want to say thank you for sharing your blog because i really found it was a really open and honest and incredibly brave thing to do to tell your story in that way and i think everyone should definitely check it out because it was it was really valuable thanks Beck. really appreciate it it was actually not an easy thing to do and Mm. it did lead to a bit of catharsis as you can imagine and also it brought with it some pretty good outcomes as well so i guess that's kind of the Brene Brown vulnerability coming out of me, hey? It's, um, yeah. But, yeah, no, thank you for that acknowledgement. It's, um, yeah, really nice to know that you read it and that you got something out of it. Definitely. It was brilliant. 
Feeling like you might want to dip your toe into the world of podcasting and really boost your content strategy? Contact us at Welcome Change Media today and we can chat about the approach that's right for you. There's a link in the show notes to make it easier to just take the plunge and find out more. And remember to listen to WNA Trailblazers as Women's Network Australia's CEO Cheryl Gray interviews some of Australia's top businesswomen who share their insights and stories of success with discussion and analysis from Cheryl and Welcome Change Media's Louise Poole. I'm Andy Leroy and you've been listening to Elevating Experts, a Welcome Change Media production.